it's another bummer of like the timing of the strike because it feels like movies are finally back. Like, I, uh. and since 2019, I've been like keeping a ranking of like my top 10 to 15 movies each year. Huh? Uh, and I was looking through. I was like, oh, this is this is the best movie year since 2019. Um, uh. Without a doubt. And even like if we look at the years before 2019, 2023 is better than those ones too. Oh. Um, I was like, man, we're finally like. Probably like crushing it again. You know, this is like a. <laughs> Sorry, I took a second, but something really fucking funny just happened. Okay, what happened? Okay, so so I walk out right, and like letting my parents know that we're recording the podcast, or whatever, right? Um, and my little brother and my mom are about to go on a walk, right? Okay, yeah, classic. <laughs> and uh, and they're like outside, and I like open the door. I'm like, hey, when you guys get back, like I'm gonna be recording the podcast, so if you guys could be quiet for a little bit, like uh, that'd be great. And then my mom goes, hold on, I have a gift for you. And I was like, huh? okay, cool. Like, what? what's up? And then she walks out. She walks outside, mind you. She's just walking outside. She goes to a truck that's parked, like, you know, next to our house, but isn't ours. Huh? Okay. Goes to the bed of the truck, pulls out, and like, a little, like, like, it looks like a little canister of something. And and it's just, and she walks back to me and she gives it to me and it's fucking like like fish rub to like cook a fish. I'm like what what is this? Why are you handing this? Where did we get this? Why? It was really funny. I don't know why. Why are you fishing? Are you getting the fishing? Uh, I mean, my dad is fishing right now. He's in uh he's in fucking Bishop. Hey, my dad, like way of telling you. Wow, my dad was just talking about Bishop Aaron. That's well, that's great news. Yeah, it's just like, oh, what's a really uh, that you know, fun little town right before you get to like June Lake? I was like, I don't know. Uh, I said, I said, I don't know, but I bet Aaron's family would know. I think they go there a lot. Bishop Shout that one Bishop. with the uh, is Bishop that one with like that um that like bakery that like yeah. fun like uh, Dutch great bakery. bakery, great pull apart yeah. cake, bro. Oh my god, yeah. they have cake. a. Isn't there a really good waffle place in there too? Like the uh, you're, you're, you're thinking about Jack's Diner. Jack's Diner's classic. Oh my god. So Jack Steiner is so bring fucking it, bring good. It back I would go camera. up there just for that. It's so fucking good. Going back up uh, in August. To back up to um, Bridgeport, actually. Well, so Pat, so going through. Bri- Bri- great place, Bridgeport. Are you going to stay in the haunted uh, hotel up there? No, no. I didn't even know that there was Dude, a hotel. let me tell you about this, yeah. okay? So, uh, classic story. Classic American story. Okay, wife moves up to uh you know Bridgeport with her husband because he's like a minor or some shit. I don't know. Okay. Why? Like, it's it's kind of like a La Llorona esque story. Okay. Uh, mm. and I believe the husband is like cheating on the wife, whatever you know, mm. the normal. Um, yeah, those normal, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I didn't mean normal like that. Just like those oldest cla- classic story, right? Yeah. And then she like apparently tries to like kill the kids but feels bad about it so she doesn't or something and then she ends up just killing herself and she kills herself in like the hotel and stuff and then like you can still stay in the room and it's supposedly haunted it's pretty cool and also they got a great restaurant in that hotel and they sell fucking uh dino nuggies there it's pretty sick oh dino nuggies what i know i know a five-star affair a lot of uh, biblical parallels. That's what I'm saying. Story. I, I, and, I, and you know I love a good biblical parallel. Yeah. Abraham. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. Vance, turn your, turn your camera back on. 
love you have it. to understand, Gio, when your cam your camera's not on for me. So I Could. just off and it's I very turned it on for you. It's on. Do you turn it off and back on again? I, I don't see you. Oh my okay. god. I'll I love it. that we're wasting more time in this. Here. Here. Now this is much better. You see it? Yeah. Oh my god. Here we go. Okay. This fucking guy. Okay, now mine's gonna load again. Okay, there it is. Here. Yeah, Aaron, can you go on camera? Uh, no, I don't have a fucking camera. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't have one. Oh. Still unexplained, by the way. Why any yeah. like unexplained? For every, every I have computer a. a I'm recording on my actual like PC. Yeah, it's uh, I, I'm not gonna go buy a fucking uh, camera. Actually, you absolutely should. You have what three monitors? You have a single camera. <laughs> I got two monitors. I don't, I don't need three monitors. What the fuck do you take me for? I take you for a guy that would have three monitors. That's how I think of you. Why? Why would you do that? I think Why would you, you want me in? I think of you as a guy who would have three monitors in his already incredibly cramped bedroom that has no space whatsoever. That's what. I, that's what I think. Well, you would uh, do. how about you shut the fuck up, Spencer? How about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's get let's get to barbarian, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. This shit. After that, after yeah. Spencer just murdered me. <laughs> Out of love. Out of love. And hey, speaking of murder, guys, today's episode is Barbarian. Barbarian is a horror movie that came out in 2022. Uh, you would think it's an A24 movie by the look and feel and advertising of it. It's actually not. Um, A24 passed on this movie. Uh, and it is actually my pick, which is a little bit, I would say, unorthodox and not typically a, a horror connoisseur. It's not usually the, uh, not usually the, uh, genre I gravitate towards. Um, I just heard so many good things about this, uh, like on the film accounts, fall on social media. Uh, I remember it had a pretty decent buzz when it came out, uh, particularly due to the very fun promotion of, the next Justin Long movie. Uh, <laughs> they really, did they yeah. really promote it like that? Come see Justin Long's newest movie. It was, <laughs> That's the only thing I remembered about this movie when Spencer brought it up to like us when he yeah. picked it. I was like, "Oh, it's the one where they were." It's it's Justin Long's movie. <laughs> yeah, and so it, it was like one of those movies. that's like in the back of your mind of like, oh, you know, maybe I'll get to it eventually. Mm. Um, and then a few weeks ago. Uh, Aaron and I for sure, Gio maybe one day. Uh, huge fans of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, oh yeah, um, oh yeah. Avid listeners of their podcast, Glenn Howerton mentioned how much he loved that movie on it, mm. and then told Charlie Day, "You need to check this out." Charlie's like, "Okay, okay, I'll watch it." Charlie watches it, came back the next episode, was like, "Dude, that movie was so sick." <laughs> so when they did that, I, was like, I think I want to do it on on the pod. Uh, mm. So that's how we kind of came to this weird scenario of me picking barbarian um but hey enough backstory i want to hear what you guys think uh aaron why don't we start with you barbarian uh yeah i mean it's it's a justin long movie i i think that says it all <laughs> no but i <laughs> that's all I, you need to know i did think it was really fucking funny though the what one of my favorite parts of the whole movie and what made me really love it is like we go from the saggiest titties you've ever seen in your entire life to Justin saggiest. Long driving down PCH yeah. in a drop top. What the fuck That's was that transition, dude? That was awesome. About that. that is awesome. 
as as the most legendary thing to ever happen in like Justin Long. I find Justin Long is so funny, dude. <laughs> like just putting him in your movie immediately gets like like a little point because he's funny. He has such a great like uh, t- like comedic timing or like just like just like I don't know understanding of comedy for lack of a better term. Like he's great. Yeah, no, he he is great. Also, uh, another thing that's great about this movie is it gives us like. <laughs> one POV shot of Justin Long. Like, we got to be Justin Long for about, like, five <laughs> seconds of the film, and I just think that's great. <laughs> that, I, I, I just was appreciate that? that as a connoisseur. Did it's I miss that? In, uh, he's in, like, I don't even call it the basement, but the canal below the basement, he's got the uh-huh. flat and the gun, and he's kind yeah. of holding, like... Oh, does a, he? There's a POV shot there, yeah. It, I don't know, Aaron, I can't tell if this is a bit or if you actually enjoyed the shot, because I... I was not the biggest fan. Of no, that no, shot. I'm I'm obviously joking about it being a good shot. I just thought it was so funny that they did like POV Justin Long, and I got yeah. to be Justin Long. You know what I mean? Out of dream, you know? Yeah, yeah. truly. Human dodgeball. Come on. Um, what what one commercial? thing that I thought was really funny is um uh, one of their uh, production companies in the beginning uh almost never films. Do by the way, great production like studio name, like just awesome. Um, I, I, I wanted to I wanted to pose the question before we get too deep into the movie. What what makes a good production company name to you guys? Like you Ooh. see something and you're like, oh dang, that's okay, that's a cool mm. one. And then I also Spencer will talk about our uh, our production company idea name idea at the end. Thing is, there's th- there's different there's different um like lanes you know of of production company names. Like there's like the grand ones, 20th century. You know, mm-hmm. big, grand opening, but then there's the funny ones, you know, yeah. like a like what a strong baby, or like uh, others. I don't know. Plan B is a random one. Plan B, that one. Shout out Brad Pitt. Yeah. Or what's um? You know what? I always had a great, a great intro. Um, Will Ferrell's, uh, like that. You know oh, that yes. one. Yes, Sanchez Productions. That's right. Yeah. Wait, what is his? His was the, uh, it's like a little lasso type whip right by a, a cup of coffee with a, oh, a gun. got it, got it, got it. I know what you're talking about. And the star in the coffee, right? Is there a star somewhere? I, I think know. there was, yeah. <laughs> I never understood what the origin, I think that would be an interesting origin to understand, but I don't think we're ever going to see that again because they split up. So I'm not sure if that's still. Hey, who? Will Ferrell and. Uh... Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. Oh, that was theirs? Joint? Yeah. Oh, I got a divorce. That's really sad, actually. I, I, did we? I thought I told you about that. Um, uh, I could, for the pod, I can tell the story again. Yeah, shake uh, it down, please, please, tell, actually. Tell, hey. Yeah. So, uh, Aaron, th- there's this show, um, HBO, uh, called Winning Time. Uh, it's about the 1980s Los Angeles Lakers, um, and Adam McKay, who did. Not only all the Will Ferrell comedies, but the Big Short, Vice, the other guys, like all, all those bits. Um, he is like the the runner of the show, the creator of it. Uh, and for for decades, like Will Ferrell's whole career, he's a diehard Laker fan. His dream role, Dr. Jerry Buss, and his boy, Adam McKay, gets to do this Laker show where Jerry Buss is the main character, and he calls yeah. up. John C. Riley, and offers him the role, and so John C. Riley is like flattered by it, right? But he doesn't accept. He's like, "Let me think about it." And he calls Will, 
was their boys. And he says, Hey, I'm just offering me this role. Um, but I know like, this is like a dream role for you. I didn't want to do it without getting your blessing. Mm-hmm. Well, like Adam offered you what? And was like, so furious and hurt that Adam McKay never, never called him about this project. Never collaborated him with, like never invited him to be part of it. Um, and I, that really caused him to split. So I think it was mainly just, I think Farrell's gripe, remembering correctly, was that McKay didn't do what John C. Riley did and talk to him first and get his permission for it. Yeah. Uh, just they're really good friends and he knows how much that role meant to him. Uh, yeah, to, to my knowledge, they have not reconciled and it's been, it's been a few years now. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah, no, I, it was the I, show I, I, any I, good? Like, shit. Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, okay, it was okay. At least he made a it, good show, you know. It, it's good. I think John C. Riley was great in it. If I'm being honest, I think he did a much better job than Will Ferrell ever could. Uh, <laughs> really? I I, look, I like Will Ferrell. And I've seen his two more dramatic roles, Stranger Than Fiction, and Everything Must Go. I liked him in both of those, but there's a certain like kind of charisma gravitas that I think John C. Riley brought to the role that I don't see Will Ferrell being able to bring to the role. That's- I feel I, like he could have. I mean, like, think about like Anchorman. He could have just. Yeah, I feel like he would have done something like that, but like Jerry Buss. I would not like that at all. I would hate that. <laughs> no. I would like to see. I would like to see both if the, if there is a universe where that was possible, just so I can compare them. Side. That's crazy, that's but that, that that is wild though. I remember as you were talking, uh, that yeah. still baffles me. Like, it just seems like such like a like a small thing that you that Adam McKay could have done. Like, you know, he could have just like asked, like, hey. He could have even just said like, "Hey, like I'm doing this. Um, I know you've like, I know you've like said you've always wanted this, but like I really want to give it to John." Yeah, like it's kind of like just run it by, like have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, you got to do the run by. Um, but I I think part of it was as Adam McKay has been directing more dramas, particularly more movies he's been doing have been having more of a political focus Mm -hmm. and more dramatic focus. Uh, and that's just not something Will Ferrell wants to do. So they haven't worked on a project since like Anchorman 2, which I think was 2013. Oh, and Time came out in 2020. So it had been years since they had done things. So maybe in Adam McKay's mind, he's like, well, we're not working together. We haven't worked together in years. Oh, we're just doing maybe. everything. But still, like, I think if you know how much that role meant to him, you got to do the, the courtesy phone call. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like me doing like a biopic on like Tom Penny and the Heartbreakers. And I don't like get spencer's you input you yeah don't, you don't call me and say hey i know you would love to write this movie but i really want sam Esmile to do it um yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> and i understand that's fair good call he's a talented man no i'd still prefer you over sam Esmile. yes yeah get on it asap yeah get someone <laughs> hollywood get on the phone hollywood let's, <laughs> let's make it happen i don't think there's anyone to get on the phone with right now though <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're not. None of us are in the union. Okay. Maybe, maybe That's this is true. Our t- we're not in the union. We could make a movie right now. We might, <laughs> we might be the only people willing. Yeah. Independent, and we'll do it for minimum wage. Yeah, we would say <laughs> you, I, all you have to do is just pay the salaries that we currently have at our jobs, which to a studio is nothing. Uh, hmm. And we'll go make a movie. Yeah. Let, let's all get Spencer's salary, though. Can we do that? Yeah, I would that love happens. that. Actually, <laughs> let's let's do that. Let's, let's get push that. for that. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, if you don't know, Spencer's a, a stockbroker in a uh, in New York, and he makes Wall like, Street. He makes like over a hundred thousand dollars every week. It's crazy. Uh, white collar. Yeah. White collar. He he only wears white shirts, and they're always rolled <laughs> up to like the hat, like you know the little uh, like at the elbow. Just got a new Rolex GMT. Yep. Yeah. Totally okay with being part of the problem, you know. But he, but he yeah. still wears shorts though, which is a little weird. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the tucked bone. in. My thousand dollar button up is tucked into my uh, Lululemons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the it's a really weird look. And then, and then he's wearing the sickest Jordans you've ever seen. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm covering all bases. Yeah. Or you did. This is like totally unrelated to the movie in our discussion, but we talked about. Um, studio names probably back to a very fun question that Gio posed to me years ago um, what would your call sign be uh, if you were a fighter pilot oh shit, oh, shit. Um, I I oh, man what is it I, I, ha, I, ha, I have an answer to this question I just can't remember what it is right I, I have mine I have mine I feel like uh, I feel like mine would be Leche yeah. Milk. Yeah, milk. <laughs> yeah, milk. That's kind of. I think the the audience needs the added context of you can't drink milk. Uh, yeah, that's what makes that. it funny. Is I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> and I just think that would be funny because like my my tag on like fucking like Xbox and stuff is like Leche con frijoles. It's like a, huh. a reference to the the No Use for a Name album uh, Leche con carne. Uh, but I just like uh. I, I don't know, but. Our friend Riley, because my name is Aaron with with two R's, he calls me like I used to call him Rye Bread and Beans. His name's Riley, <laughs> and then he would call me Arroz con Frijoles. So hey. <laughs> you know, it, it kind of it all the math works out. Yeah, yeah, all connects. Yeah, Spence, what about you? Let's hear it. Uh, my call sign. My call sign would be Moneyball. Moneyball. Oh, oh that's. I mean, uh, it feels odd. Don't act like that's not a. Dope call sign, all right. That's a, that's that's a, a really pretty great cool. call yeah, sign. It's, it's but call it feels sign. it feels well, obvious after you saying it now. Well, that'd be awesome. That's true. I don't know what I don't know what mine would be. Uh, personally, How'd you get sued. <laughs> <laughs> like no, you print it on like the side of your helmet and stuff. <laughs> like, you get a cease and desist letter in the mail. That's cr- that would be crazy. You're sending a cease and desist to the to the to the Air Force <laughs> or one person. That'd be wild. That would be, Crazy. All right, Gio, we gotta we gotta get one for you. I I really don't know. Um, I feel like there is one that I'm just like missing. Uh, I don't know. Um, damn. You uh, can go my route. What was your old Xbox Live gamer tag? Oh, <laughs> uh, it was it was a uh, randomly generated one. It was like it was called Pint Size Ghost. So it was cause... mine. Mine was also randomly generated for a long time. Mine was Fatted Furballs zero three. <laughs> Those randomly generated were crazy, unhinged. They were. Like, I, I, it was just. It was just because, like, you know what? It had that name generator, mm-hmm. and like, okay, you want it, like, okay, obviously I'm a kid. I wanted to pick the name Ghost. It's like just like a that's like a basic name. Like yeah. obviously that's taken. So then they like they recommend like three things, like similar or whatever. They randomly <laughs> generate names, and that was one of them. So I was like, okay, I guess this is it. And then it <laughs> ended up being my my uh, gamer tag for like eight years exactly dude it's like, like you, you pick that and that's your life <laughs> that's you don't know life. you don't really i don't i didn't realize it i guess you could have changed it but like you have to pay you have to pay, you gotta pay money and time. i'm not gonna pay money like i want to yeah. spend money on video games you know? i don't want to spend money on yeah. changing it's my crazy. stupid name yeah i, I feel like I, okay I, th- I think thinking about it now it could be something like doc 
I guess. Ooh. You know, it probably something related to science. Uh, that's, oh. uh, that seems like the that seems like the layup, I guess. Uh, I don't know what else. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, something related maybe, to science. Doc, maybe your maybe your call sign can be Cooper. Like uh, Sheldon Cooper from the Big Bang Theory. Shut the fuck up. I Spencer. fucking hate that? you so much, dude. I hate you oh so my much. god! I will that... find you, Geo. I, will... <laughs> I gotta, I gotta fucking you send you this off. goddamn clip that I sent to Spencer the other day. I I watched a <laughs> clip from Young Sheldon, right? And I legit, I was physically <laughs> ill. I was physically ill. I sent it to Spencer, and I said that I wanted to fucking kill myself. I was, I was. <laughs> I, it was the worst thing I've ever... He literally says, and I quote... I don't know if I should quote. I don't know if this is exactly how he said it. But he goes... It, like, someone accuses him of, make, of like, making a joke. And he goes, no, I every time that I joke, I say bazinga. Like this. Bazinga. And that's how you can tell when I'm making a joke. And I, I wanted to fucking rip... I wanted to stab my eardrums out. I, I wanted to die. That was the worst oh fucking gosh. thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I cannot believe people watch that show. They, they, the people who made that show should feel fucking ashamed. No, no. The writers on that show went on strike long before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> They've been on strike for years. <laughs> just didn't tell anyone. Oh, man. God, what okay. a fucking awful show. Anyway, uh, before Let's, we, before we get we, back to the movie. Can we get back? Can we? Well, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Spencer, <laughs> what, what was the production studio name that we were going to use uh, in high school? In the sophomore oh, year of high school, the production studio name we were going to use in high school was Bagel Roof Productions. Yeah, banger Bagel name, Roof. right? Banger name, Bagel Roof Productions. And, and, okay, and I, I just want to say like the context of why we chose Bagel Roof Productions because I think it's fucking hilarious. We were <laughs> we were making we were in the process of making a fucking uh, what we called a green screen back then. Um, we were in the process of we making called. a green screen based off of. What was it, Guy Fieri, and and Spencer played Guy Fieri to a T, mind you. His performance was intense. It was it was impressive, and we wanted weird. to do this stupid joke where it's like he pulls the bagels that they're using for like the the meal out of nowhere. So we taped the bagels to my <laughs> fucking kitchen ceiling, so that Spencer could just reach up, grab the bagels, and pull them out of nowhere, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just sitting around talking after we had filmed that day and <laughs> we were just like yeah bagel roof productions bagel roof and i think that story's really funny that was also Aaron. uh it was a day where your dad made a joke t- to our group and we all laughed it was a very inappropriate joke i didn't know what it, what it meant uh where he came out with this kind of like i would say oblong shaped um would you say phallic shaped or? I, I, yeah, yeah, potentially phallic okay, shaped. Potential. And it had grooves on it. And he walked in and he sticks out and he goes, ribbed for her pleasure. Jesus and everything. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> had no idea. Like, what it was. <laughs> oh. Not the mind of young Spencer. Just, yeah. like, just looking around like, oh. I, I, the only solace that I have in that is that was like, literally almost like 10 years ago at this point so what was yeah, that was that like eight years ago how old were you now? yeah i, I would we were been... 15 right maybe 16 yeah. i'm not sure but around that age yeah, yeah. you were driving actually you were driving you should have known that 
<laughs> is that that's your barometer? Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely my barometer. This is also at the time. Have we ever told the story about how you, uh, uh, with you driving your first time, like driving? Yeah, I'm pretty what? sure. You have. I'm pretty sure you have. I, it, okay, I, if if I haven't, then I'll, I'll go over it briefly. So one, we have a uh, like a meeting for 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 digital at the end of the year, right? It's our okay. like film club, whatever, right? So huh? Spencer goes to the. He drives to it. He, he's actually like. Legend. What are you pointing at? I'm pointing at Barbarians, so you know that at some point we have the to movie that we're doing. An no, my, it's, all right, fine. Y'all save it for another podcast. Though. We'll get back to the. We'll <laughs> okay. But uh, can we get back to that scene that we're talking about? That yes, transition yes. scene because that is insane. I watched this. The okay, so this is the second time watching this. Uh, the first time it was with Jalissa, and it was kind of the same thing. Like you said, uh, Spencer it was kind of getting recommended a lot, and uh, it was just like in the back of our minds, but we never got around to it. And then one day we just finally decided to go for it. And uh, there was nothing else. So uh, we watched it, and it was that lead up. It was like um, she's going down, like uh, Skarsgård is is down there yelling out, and you know, at this point, um, the audience still doesn't know. Like they really set it up well that like, oh, he could, you know, this guy, um, Skarsgård's character could directly be what whoever this barbarian is. You know, no, because you, you just don't know going in. They really set that up well. So she's going down. Blah, blah, and then like the volumes like turned up. We like to turn up, turn it up on horror movies. You want to feel like you're in the cinema, you know, in the room. You just, you, you just want to get it, get in the vibe. And he's walking down, and that little part where he like crawls out, like from the darkness, like to her, mm. that like scared us, right? And then yeah. at, at like that monster reveal after that scared the shit out of us. It like act, it like. It was the hardest scare jump or jumps like me physically jumping out of my out of my bed in the in this case. Both of us, we like like I think I screamed a little bit actually because like <laughs> it, it got me. It like it really did, it got me good. Like it because they they do like the uh, like the the sound of of something running like like it was like a padding running like running really fast getting louder so for like a second or two before the reveal and it was like. Got us. I don't know. I don't know what that was, but yeah, they it got us bad. And then you know, obviously she kills them and like blah blah. And then the hard cut to Justin Long <laughs> in the car. The funny, the funniest character introduction for sure of the year. For sure of the year. Oh yeah, for sure that I've seen in a long time. That was hilarious. Like that had us dying. Yeah. No, it was it was awesome. I, I have to say. So I had a similar note to what you were down. I'll go on the angle of how perfectly Bill Skarsgård played that character mm. of like being so awkward and weird, not quite like overtly creepy, but subtle enough to where as an audience, you think this is the buildup. Like we're getting mm. some clues to him being the bad guy. It's, it's his performance. And then the actions that they had written for him, you know, how he, he keeps trying to like get her to drink. How he keeps like how he won't let her go. He's like, "Oh, let me go check it out, but don't leave." You know, like all those these things. Um, and he portrays it so well. And then once he's like freaking smashed after, like later in the movie, I'm like, "Oh, he was just like, just an awkward dude." Like, <laughs> and like he was just trying to like that character is this is him trying to flirt where he's just probably like a really weird dude that doesn't get opportunities like that 
And it's kind of alluded to when he says girls can rip out a guy's heart too. In like that kind of scene where they're getting to know each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a feeling where it's like, all right, there's probably a guy, a little bit of an awkward dude. I think musician was that? Yeah, jazz. Yeah. yeah, so kind of probably an awkward, very introverted musician type. Just got his heart broken and has his, stumbles upon this incredible opportunity where he is like, it's a huge amount of one on one time with this beautiful woman. And he's like, I, I need to show her that, you know, I like her. And <laughs> <laughs> just goes about it in such a weird way. Uh, but in the lead up, like they, with, I mean, with the, how he performs it, how they light the scenes, how they stage it, the score, like they do an excellent job of taking that socially awkwardness and making it come across as dangerous. And it really subverts you from the real threat. Exquisite. Yeah. Like, I think it's probably, I think it's the best part of the movie is that right there. No uh, yeah. So good. Question. No, you, you said it. I mean, it's all the little things. Just to just to add to that point, it's all the little things. It's like, like showing her the camera, showing her like looking around, you know, nervously, like mm-hmm. you know, at all the at all the, like the little things, just trying to like get acquainted or whatever. Uh, and then like the little scares where he scares her like accidentally. Like there's a part where he kind of like comes over over her shoulder, just like and, and scares her a little bit, and it just kind of like it uh, ingratiates the audience, so to speak. And then like uh, him talking all nervously really uh, really helps that you know like it kind of makes yeah, it, seem, it makes it seem like he is yeah it, yeah. yeah it makes it seem like okay well this is the wine bottle that, that was just funny but like it was like him talking nervously like at first and it kind of like makes it feel like he has ulterior motives or whatever but then it's just like awkward lines after that are just hilarious like uh, yeah. like it's the t- the tea the wine bottle he's just so like he plays awkwardness so perfectly so yeah perfectly. and you think about like also going back to that scene you're talking about, like our introduction to his character. When, once you realize that he's just a good guy, like, oh, that is such a tough spot to be in. Like you're in yeah. this Airbnb, and somebody else pulls out, like a girl pulls up, you're like, like I really, it'd be such a dick move to make her leave. But also, I'm not gonna leave. Like, yeah. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, you're the first. Like, yeah. Such a tough spot to be in. Yeah, uh, all, all great, all great. Yeah, Aaron, what you thinking? Definitely. Um. What's it called? I, I, I do want to talk about, like, my, my favorite scene in the whole damn movie is something that, like, you might not expect because because I just appreciate it as, like, an enjoyer of movies so much. It's the fucking scene where Justin Long is singing along to that song, and it's mm-hmm. actually done well. Have you ever seen in a movie someone singing to a song and it's actually synced up like how you'd actually sing to a song? I, it's one of my biggest pet peeves in movies when like it, even as much as I love it's always sunny they fuck that up a lot too um especially with the yeah. you you got what I need the the Bismarck key shit uh in like the early seasons they fuck that up real bad uh but but I mean it's just done actually well in this fucking movie and I have to like appreciate that because it's such a small thing like you know no no director I feel like ever has been like oh let's take some time and actually make sure that the there's some thought put into like how the character is singing the song and i it just it, it was great that was like yeah. my favorite scene in the whole damn movie just because i appreciated it as a a watcher sound you you nailed it dude like it's this whole movie is really just just so surprisingly good like really just so all around surprisingly good like not only that like on the on on the technical side but like just balancing that horror and all the comedy and it like all the little moments of 
uh, of comedy and like the bigger moments. Okay, like there's the small thing. I don't know. I remember me and Jalissa were uh, were dying. Guards, guards, like duvet method, like the little duvet with the, where he like where he like <laughs> that was just so hilarious for no reason. Like that I did. Was fucking funny. It was so crazy <laughs> how funny that was. Just like him in that, like in just looking ridiculous in that uh, in the duvet, and like him like like explain in his awkward like little voice. Like trying to explain, like oh, you, you, you like blah blah. Like, I don't know. I forgot exactly what he said, but that that was just funny. But then the bigger thing, like the bigger thing after that, after that uh, Keith Long uh, character intro, the fact that he get the call, him, the call, and then his character realizing like the allegations against him and like his responses, comedy, like pure gold, pure gold, like his response, like wait. So is the pilot over? Like after he gets like rape out. Of <laughs> so is the pilot not picked up anymore? Like, I brought her in. Yeah. Yeah, and like that fucking bitch. Like and it's like, <laughs> his, like his fucking responses are gold. Like that's why Keith uh, Justin Long, sorry, is so perfect in this movie. Like he's so great in yeah. this role. I, I did like that the uh We've seen way more of those types of storylines kind of pop up um, since like 2018. This was one that I thought was handled very well, where it didn't it, it serviced the plot of the story really well. And I liked the character was not redeemed. If yes, that's what I'm saying. That it wasn't redeemed. I didn't love in that. I think it was like a water tower. Whenever he's up with the the main lead, yeah, um, and they're having like the heart to heart. I thought that the, the uh, not messaging, but like the character arc was a little heavy-handed. I agree like, entirely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when they, I, when I was watching like in real time, when they did that, I was like, oh, "Come on, like you, you were doing so well." And then when like he tries to kill her after and then dies, uh, reverse. I'm back on. Uh, uh, yeah, I still, yeah, that that would be like a, a flaw right there in the writing of like it just felt very forced. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's like literally one of my only critical notes. Like, yeah. Uh, I think in I think, the, in, <clears throat> the yeah. entirety. It, it seems like them, like, trying to, like, again, do, like, what they were doing the rest of the movies, like, you know, lead you on or, like, lead the audience on to, like, one thing and then just, like, twist to, a, to like, another thing. Yeah. Also, uh, but, like, at least of, there. Speaking it, of that yeah. scene, like, there's no way he drops the gun, right? Like, come on. No, like, no shot. Like, shut the fuck no up. Shot. Like, whoa, no shot. No shot. That fumble was not... That was that was my other critical note, I think. Was I was like, come on, man. You can just have him drop the gun while they're running beforehand. Like, there's so huh. many better ways to handle that. Where yeah. he, like, he just doesn't have the gun anymore, and it's like, okay. The side yeah. rail with... Hit the, hit the side <laughs> rail with his <laughs> hand, you know, go, something. I wish you guys could see me, but he literally goes like... Oh, 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 you, uh, you know, like, it just, like, like a fucking yeah, cartoon exactly. character. <laughs> it, it literally like, looks like, like in a movie when somebody's like trying to like pour a glass of wine on someone and they fake like they're falling over to like spill <laughs> the glass of wine on yeah. them. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to ask because it's so relevant to the plot of this movie. Have you guys ever been in the situation of not being able to get into an Airbnb? I've never been in an Airbnb cannot say that i've had such trouble with uh getting into an airbnb i guess like booking it has been there's been a couple of like I, trips, but not a few months ago yeah. uh i was in chicago um freezing cold my buddy and i get to the airbnb like 10 or 11 at night mm-hmm. 
long ass day uh, and can't get the key. Like can't get the key out. Code's not working. Um, finally figure it out. Finally get the key, go to the door, dead bolted. Oh my gosh. <laughs> calling this guy and calling this guy and he's not picking up. And like we have our, our bags. I got my suitcase with me. Yeah. Uh, in in the office that day, so I'm in like dress slacks and a polo and dress shoes. Like, I'm not comfortable, uh, and I'm cold. And we can't get him, and it was just just the worst, dude. And it wasn't even it was the basement of like a very small house. That was the Airbnb we had. Um, so I I literally when she was not getting in, I was like, oh, this is bringing back some real real frustrating memories right now. <laughs> Or even an airplane. You went to it. Didn't you go to a cabin with like the guys? Yeah, I thought you were there. Oh, uh, that, guys. Oh, that for, actually for wasn't Hayden's an Airbnb. Birthday? Is that your yeah, I, I don't know I mean, if it was Hayden, Hayden's birthday. Richard, um, maybe somebody's birthday. I don't know, but yeah, I, I don't think that was an Airbnb though. I think that was like through a um, like one of the like a uh, friend, like like a no, not even like a friend. It was like a like a like a almost like a hotel. Oh yeah, yeah. Cabin. They they have like a bunch of cabins on a property, and they're for yeah. renting. It's not like a normal. Yeah. It's not like an Airbnb or anything. Yeah. You go to like a front office, kind of like a hotel, you know, like and you mm. like you whatever. Give them, you know, you yeah. Know, I like am, I've been in a lot of Airbnbs, and I'm I'm kind of getting off it, dude. Like they, I feel like they've really fallen off hard. Airbnbs really? fucking suck, dude. That's why I've never been to one. I just go to fucking hotels like an adult. <laughs> Hey, no, I, honestly, like I'm still on Airbnbs because I, I I don't know what you guys, which ones you guys are going to, but I can get some some like full houses to myself for like the for low for the cheap if you plan ahead. The low, yeah. I don't know. So I feel like just nice. like hotels have figured the game out, right? Like, like I I feel like there unless it's like a cool house for like some random reason, and there's no hotel in the area. Like I feel like I'm not gonna go for an Airbnb ever. Yeah, I mean this this next week I'll be in Denver for the whole week, um, and that's a hotel, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I've I don't know, Gio, when we did the cross country baseball road trip, that was all Airbnbs. Yeah, you gotta admit they're kind of hit and miss. Like some were cool. I mean, yes, but also you gotta think about like where we were at. Okay, Cleveland. Oh yeah, dude. Cleveland. Oh, no, sorry, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I'm sorry, oh, dude. Cincinnati. I mean, it's the home of the Reds. Oh, I'm sad. What do you want? Enough said, but. Not hey, you stop at Cincinnati. Cincinnati, period. <laughs> yeah, period. Yeah. What do you th- what do you think hey. you're gonna get? Defense Cincinnati, one of the best ballparks in the major leagues. All right, let's not get crazy. it was so nice. It's it was no so, US it, that was a great one. Aaron, get off this call right now. It's also not even <laughs> it's now guaranteed rate field for the White Sox play. It's the worst stadium I've ever been to, and I've been to nineteen. Hey, right. all, all I'm saying is, do they have a lollipop still? I don't even want to answer that. Best uh, stadium. You know, I'm just going to talk about the movie. You know? <laughs> Let's talk about the scenes in the 80s. Uh, specifically, oh, yeah. how the camera follows the creepy middle-aged guy. Mm. Um, I really, I like, it's always behind him. Uh, and if it's like a little bit above. It's like, Aaron, maybe you can explain the dynamics of like that shot and how that works. But yeah, it had a very unique feel to it. And I really enjoyed it. Look like, okay, before before you get into it, Aaron, I just, uh, I think it reminded me of the point of view when you're playing GTA. 
perspective, <laughs> like when you're playing a video game. I'm sorry, that's a quick thought, but like it reminded me exactly of that. Like it felt like that's really funny. like the point of view of 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 playing a character in a video game. Go ahead, though, Aaron. What you... Uh, yeah. I mean, it, they definitely use like a lot of like gimbal shots and like the like um like crane shots, like for tracking and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know if they used it, but I do know of this like newer technology that's like a. Um, it's kind of like an automated like crane slash gimbal type of beat where it tracks kind of significantly faster than like a human could possibly do and a crane could possibly do even a mechanized one because you program in a set path for it you know what i mean and it, oh. it kind of looked like it could have been i don't know if it was or wasn't but i mean either way like i think i really liked how those scenes were shot i don't know if i'm a big fan of like the whole like taking five minutes out of the movie to like to to do the backstory i don't think it's i don't know if it's really necessary i mean i i get i get why you'd want to do it you know you want to get in depth in the film and you want it like people to think about the greater like world right but also i I feel like it just kind of didn't fit in with this movie you know it gave me you know what it gave me the vibes of, especially with the house. Okay, this is gonna be a stretch, but did any of you, did either of you watch the Bye Bye Man? No, but it's it's one of them. It's we gotta watch it at some point because this is one of the most it's oh, horrid. It, it's it's just fucking horrid. Spencer, you remember the video that we used to watch in high school with the the Bye Bye Man? Uh, yeah, the movie we watch it all the time. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> we watched that. We watched- one. Oh, no, 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 you did. You watched all of it. And the part that always made you laugh was when he'd bring the mic close to his face, he'd go, the bye-bye man. <laughs> you guys would always fall on the floor laughing. Gordon had two videos that he would watch constantly. Where That's you would sweet. just walk into the class and just play it. <laughs> Not saying that you just walk and play it. It was that one. And then the It's Always Sunny scene where they're trapped in the house and Dan DeVito walks downstairs with a whip and he whips it and he goes, Vas! <laughs> and then he breaks it. <laughs> Okay, you're, you're, you're smoking <laughs> mad crack because fucking, uh, I, there was like maybe a week where I liked the Vaz thing and I was into it. Well, no, it was yeah, way dude. more. It was, it was, it was not more than a week. I refuse to believe you. You're, you then you're refusing to be right because you are wrong. It was way more than a week. But no, it was, it was not. Well, we'll, I'll, dude, we'll call Hayden right now. Well, no, we're not right now, but we will bring in. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll bring we'll it up. Outside. This, this, this will Jerry. come back. Whoever's wrong will have to wait. We have to get, think of a punishment for whoever's wrong. Have to atone for their sins. Yeah. What What should they do on the podcast? Should they have to like do like a presidential address to the people on the podcast and write like a whole presidential Admit speech? They're wrong. Why they're wrong. Formal apology. I think that'd be funny, actually. Yeah. Okay, we can do that. All right. Uh, a, a, a minimum. A minimum two minute speech about why you're wrong. Two minutes. I'm not. I'm not starting to write my speech. I'll write it. I'll. I'll, I'll never write it. Hey, you gotta post it to the story too. Just like face, face camera. Post it to the story. Phone. <laughs> no. Okay, no hey, while, while go ahead. Okay. I was. I was, sorry, I was. I was just gonna say. I actually. I actually kind of disagree about the uh, about the flashback scene. I thought it worked pretty well for me, at least. Like, I forgot um, where that cuts from. At least for me, I thought it really added okay like the whole scene like the whole flashback itself felt very ominous and like menacing right because i feel like there was just like almost like just like trickles of information and the audience kind of like put the put all like the pieces together so to speak 
as it was going on, like, because at least at this point, at this point, if you're like watching it for the first time, you just don't know, like this scene just happening, like the, whatever, blah, blah. And then like little pieces start coming in. But, and I thought that was really well done, well executed. And then obviously like the, uh, the last part of it being um, him going into like this random lady's house they followed and, uh, and like opening the thing and then leaving. And I think it cuts after that. Yeah. And, and it wasn't the, I don't think it was the exact next scene, but just following that and Justin Long's character like goes into that room and like finds the, uh, finds the old guy there, obviously like older and sees all like those videotapes and then like allows the audience audience's imagination go like to to like like it adds i feel like it adds to the horror if that makes sense i can't like articulate it but like just and especially not showing any of the videos you just show all the tapes with all like the different descriptions of the girl of the girls and then uh and then just like and then justin long's reaction like you sick fuck or whatever whatever he calls him like very serious and it just allows the audience's imagination like okay like this monster of a human being you know I thought it added that really nicely. I, I liked it, and I feel like part of why I liked it is because I didn't feel like I needed more time with the monster. Like we're yeah. saying, well, what would we do with the five minutes that were dedicated to that story? I don't know if there's anything else I'd rather use that with that five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the film is short enough and tightly paced enough to where I'm not like, oh, we could just cut that five minutes in general. Yeah, yeah. But Aaron, while you know, we're on that vein... Slap shot. Slap shot, man. Um. All right. So, slap shot for this one. What was it again? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um. Fucking. Uh. Uh. But honestly, because I liked the scene so much, and and in and with it the transition. Honestly, it's Justin Long, just normal standard shot of him, in the drop top. It's just, one. It's a great shot. Like it's it's shot very well with him driving down, just like the overlooking over him. Uh, just down. You see like the windshield. See him through the windshield. You see him driving. He's all happy. And then I love the. It, it's like it. It just takes you on like such like an emotional roller coaster. And this is like the peak of the happy part of the roller coaster. You know what I mean? Where he's yeah. happy. He's just fucking driving. You just saw like you know Bill Skarsgård fucking beaten to death, like smashed <laughs> into a wall. Then we're going to fucking Justin Long, you know, but, like, let's go, like, he's happy. Then we drop back down with, like, the, you know, the allegations and stuff like that, (laughs) the phone call, right? But this is, this is, this is the, the emotional, emotionally happy peak of the movie. And I find that really, like, like, just interesting in the context of a horror movie. And so that, 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 that's why I chose it as well. One, because I like the transition. Too, because it's fucking hilarious that we we get a shot of Justin Long driving down PCH in the, in the fucking red drop top. That's just like, uh, it's just it's it's too beautiful not to appreciate. Yeah, it's actually the only happy part in the movie. Right? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's it. Those like maybe ninety seconds where he's singing and just vibing. <laughs> yeah, call is the only like. Happy part of the movie, the only one that has relatively bright lighting. Like it's that's it. The, Except the for only the flashback one that. sequences. Oh, oh you're in, yeah, but that had such a weird um, coloring to it. I, I don't know what that was, but it, 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 it did didn't... have a weird coloring too. You could tell that well, they definitely color corrected it differently than the rest of the movie. Yeah. Plus, they yeah, added I... in they did a bunch of different like 
like sets and stuff that you're not used mm. to seeing. Like, it, it, yeah. honestly, like I, I hate to make this comparison again, but it, they literally that's exactly what they do in the Bye Bye Man. There's a lot of like cut like flashbacks <laughs> and shit. It's uh, well, like I said, we, well, I'll, I'll save it for when we do that movie because uh, it's it, when when, when? Oh, <laughs> absolutely when, Gio. It's it's one of the <laughs> worst fucking movies I've ever watched. Like it's it's um, up there with Bird Box, and you know how much I fucking hate that movie. Like, it, uh, speaking of which, Bird Box Two out now on fucking Netflix. Oh my! Mike Simon is an all-time low. Um, yeah, all of the above. Yeah, but uh, I'll say you know what? Um, yeah, I, I think well, obviously, like okay, at least in terms of the flashback scene, like that was for sure the point. I mean, they're trying to go like back to like the, uh, I guess it's the eighties. Um, I don't know. They're just trying to show like the the neighborhood as it was, you know, like sunny or like you know, like all like normal, blah blah blah, and then like kind of like. Basically, this guy almost single-handedly crashes the neighborhood. Like, you know, we talk, there was, like, the neighbor that's, like, moving because of, like, ins- insinuation of things happening. You know, and it's obviously this guy that's, like, causing all these, like, disappearances, murders, blah, blah, and, uh, and, and so and so on and so forth. But, yeah, I mean, Justin Long, well, I think every scene, like, almost, like, happy. Even though, like, even, like, I, the, yeah, I get it, like, the caves and blah, blah, blah. But even, like, it's, like going down in the basement like before he goes down there's that one part where he uh where he's like in his boxers and then like he hears a noise and then he's like yelling down the stairs and like he just like kind of yells down like hello and then there's like a big there's like a thud and then he's like there's a pause great perfectly timed pause he he goes okay listen up like like in a deeper voice like trying to act tough or whatever i don't know that I remember getting a big laugh from, and then also just like that, the whole drunk talk scene. Do you guys remember that one? Where he was like, "Oh yeah," where he was drunk. Where he was like, uh, he went out with like his friend or whatever. One of the most accurate uh, drunk talking scenes I've seen on film, I think. Yeah, yeah that they, was really, he really uh, nailed it. It was very good. Really drunk. nailed it. Yeah, that you you know it, Spence. Come on, you, you know it now. You know that that like, bro, bro. You, like, let me just oh, give it to you. Yeah. Give it to me straight. Like, you know, I, look, dude, man to man, like man right here, right now. You, I love you. Okay. I mean, I love you. I you know, I, yeah. <laughs> let's just level with each other right now. All right, dude. Like, let's just take this time. Let's to really just get on the same wavelength. Right? I just want to make sure that we're on the same page here. All right. Yeah. That, 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 like that, um, that mouth to ear, like level, like where you're kind of like, you're like right there in the other person's like ear, just like yelling, like, um, like, bro, like, let me just give it to you straight. And you kind of like doing, the, doing this and you're both doing it to you each other. My guy. You know, you're my guy. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that, like that picture of, um, of, uh, what's his face? Draymond Green, Draymond Green. And like, he's going like, like this. And uh, I forgot who he's, it was a Steph or is it a, uh, it's someone else, but it's Draymond Green. Yeah, yeah, or that one—the very famous one that's used in a lot of memes, where it's like that super tan guy with the Ray Bans and the spiked hair. <laughs> yeah, he's talking to the girl. Yes. Yeah, that. <laughs> and then the new version of that one, uh, Bad Bunny with uh, Kendall Jenner at the uh, courtside Laker game. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one yet. Yeah, I don't oh, think you I've guys, seen that, one. that one's hilarious. Yeah. Um, that's no, funny. very true. Um, also, that was the director of the movie that played the friend that we was talking to. Oh, wait. Really? Really? Yeah. That's funny. Wow. Or on fun facts, uh, the director worked uh, on this movie, got a lot of advice and kind of just guidance uh, from his good friend, Jordan Peele. Shout out. Okay. Okay. So, 
Shout out to Jordan Peele, you know, giving a guiding hand uh, to this movie. Um, but fellows, we've been talking for a while. Uh, it's time to wrap it up. So why don't we get to our closing thoughts? Aaron, we can start with you. That sounds good to me. Um, so horror movies aren't really like necessarily my go-to. Uh, I like them a lot, but I don't find many like horror movies scary, especially like modern horror. I'm just not like a super big fan of like, you know, like the classic like conjuring stuff, like, you know, paranormal activity, that kind of beat. But, like, this movie actually scared me. Like, I purposefully watched it at night, like I try to do with, like, all of the uh, horror movies that we watch. So I watched it at night, and I was actually, like, you know, getting a little, like, like scared, especially in, like, the, uh, like, with the claustrophobic nature of, like, the tunnel scenes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I fucking love Justin Long in this movie. My One of my favorite parts is... Uh, when he uh, is is looking up on his laptop, if you could add like a basement at like, square <laughs> footage, that sh- I was I was ironically dying laughing at that part, and I knew Spencer would also find that funny. Yeah, um, I found that same thing. It was so funny. It was it was so good, dude. And, he's just, and then it's just him measuring out the whole bottom, and he's just like, this guy has no idea how to measure a fucking like. Like a room, he's like a measuring, he's measuring like two ways. He's trying to like do the math in his head, <laughs> and then he's like measuring the stairs. And I'm like, yeah, you're gonna add the stairs into the square footage. Like, yeah. what the fuck is going on, dude? I I just thought that scene was so good. And then the obviously like the like the heavy handed transition scene was really good. Um, but yeah, I I really liked this movie. I I think that. There were some, like, flaws script-wise, like we mentioned earlier, with, like, him dropping the fucking gun. I can't believe they did that. Like, it's like fumbling the ball in, the, <laughs> like, the fucking final hour, you know? Uh, uh, but, yeah, that that pissed me off. Also, uh, the way that Justin Long just tossed that MacBook was insane. He just, was he's just he just went, was he, like, it was a fucking basketball that he was done with, or a fucking <laughs> candy wrapper. It was crazy. Um, but, yeah, that, that was all funny. Uh... But yeah, a really good, like, awkward conversationalist, like Bill Skarsgård in the beginning. Just just great stuff from everyone in this movie. Um, I'm going to give it, I, I feel like 8 is too low, but I feel like 9 is too high. So, 8.5. And I didn't forget this time, Spencer. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I was going to in case you did. Yep, yep. Nice. Uh, uh, Gio. I mean, you said it. You really did. Um, I, the only thing I can add is... Um, just, yes, the pacing was phenomenal in this. Uh, at least contrary to you, I do tend to gravitate more towards horrors. But uh, at least like me and Jalissa, we we love watching uh, horrors. But um, at least horrors within the like recent decade, it's been kind of scant on like what's been like good. At least comparatively to to previous decade. And this, but this is this is only referring to American horror because. At least as far as Korea and Japan are concerned, they have been killing it, as, and that's where we've been gravitating to uh, uh, as of late, and to get our horror fix. But this one is phenomenal. It absolutely blew me away. Uh, first time watching it, and even the second time, still, everything was really well done. All the uh, the twists and like the slow building of tension, especially like you said, uh, Spencer earlier, that first part is just like a masterclass of just like building up making the audience think one thing and then just like doing a total flip and then uh, and then revealing like having a fantastic scare to uh, pay that off and then hard cut to Justin Long and 
all the mm -hmm. comedy in the movie. It's they really just uh, I think blend everything together super well. Uh, at least as uh, for me, for me, it, it all works for me. And then we didn't even um, talk about the other like scares, uh, great scares that they had, like the the first homeless guy um, part, or, or like it's the same homeless guy, but you know it's the first time we see him on screen. Where he kind of like runs and like chases her. That was a really great moment of tension. Uh, you just think she's getting attacked, and then like the reveal after, blah blah. Uh, but yeah, overall the pacing was phenomenal. Um, all the all the comedy. Justin Long, obviously kind of like my favorite part of the movie, but that's probably not uh, controversial. Uh, but yeah, I think the only um, maybe gripe I'll have with the movie is I feel like the ending wasn't as great a payoff as maybe I, I had hoped for. Uh, I, it, I'm not going to say it's bad because uh, I think it's still, it's it did its job and it like was interesting, but I feel like, I don't know, there was something missing with that ending, uh, something. But mm -hmm. I think it was still. I think it was still good. Like uh, I, 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 that should not take anything away from it. I don't know what that thing is. I couldn't tell you. Couldn't articulate it. But yeah, there was just something uh, left to be desired for me on that ending. So uh, all that being said, I think I'll, I would give it a. Uh, hate to be like around the same number, but like I want to give it an eight. Want to like a strong eight though, a very strong eight. This is this is great. All right, thank you, Jim. I'll get to mine. I'm going to be a little more concise. Um, this movie uh, exceeded my expectations. Uh, even though like I picked it because there had been some hype around it, I still went in kind of thinking like, eh, horror movie, not really my thing. Uh, I'm all, I, also I'm always a little bit cautious of those movies that get a lot of social media hype. I'm always like, I, I don't know like how much of this is like, how much of it is this is a good movie? much of it is people who don't really know movies just getting a lot of kick out of it and then how much of it is like we're just doing it for the bit of Justin Long in a horror movie you know uh but I came out of it thinking oh that was that was really good it was better than I thought it would be I, I love how the camera was used in this movie incredibly dynamic camera movements um and even though there were times where I was like oh I don't love that shot I appreciate like the swings that they were taking like every single frame they're trying to do something uh we talked about how great Will Skarsgård and Justin Long were. I uh, want to give a shout out to Georgina Campbell, who played Tess, a uh, Black Mirror alum, very talented actress. We won't talk about her Bird Box performance. Um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, we all have to pay. We have to pay the rent, Aaron. All right, lay off her. Um, but yeah, good movie. Love the plot twist. Uh, I would give it an eight out of ten. Shout out to Barbarian. Shout out Barbarian. Just for just just for that, I'm gonna change mine to nine, so that we're not. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna change mine. I was thinking, but you know what? I'm I'm a nine out of ten. I'm what? I, and I stand by that. And I stand by that. Okay. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. And I'll leave, leave it. At that. I'll leave it at that. That's it. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it. Till the next time. I'm Spencer. I'm Aaron. I'm Gio. And this has been the 35mm Podcast reminding you to think twice the next time you book the cheapest Airbnb on your vacation. <laughs>